2022, the Asian Development Bank Institute is observing the 25th anniversary of its founding as the Asian Development Bank's Tokyo-based think tank under the theme Towards Sustainable and Inclusive Economic Development in Asia and the Pacific. In this episode of Asia's Developing Future, the Australian National University's Peter McCauley, ADBI Dean from 2003 to 2007, discusses developing Asia and the Pacific's policy imperatives in the face of transformational change and new risks and how these factors drove ADBI's creation. He also explains the importance of ensuring regional peace and stability for effective physical and human development and how think tanks can address this urgent need. Hi, Professor McCauley. Welcome to Asia's Developing Future. To begin, can you please describe the state of economic development in Asia and the Pacific at the time of region's financial crisis 25 years ago and how policy needs were changing? That was a very important time because there were two major things that were going on that were quite historic and they affected the whole of Asia. The first is to the amazement of the world at the end of the 80s, it seemed that world communism suddenly collapsed. The Soviet Union fell apart and suddenly the Cold War, which had been important in the 70s and 80s, suddenly came to an end. It affected the relationship between countries that had sympathies to communism in Asia, but there was something else going on very very important in Asia as well. At the end of the 80s, the two giant developing countries of the world, which were both Asian, that is China and India, began to improve their development prospects. These two countries, both with more than a billion people, began to grow. And it was very, very good news for the whole of Asia. So at the beginning of the 90s, the prospects for Asia were looking extremely good. Then, to support all of this, finance began to flow into Asia from a around the world. So what went wrong in the region? Looking back, we can see that finance, in a way, got out of control because the financial flows were too enthusiastic and eventually led to the Asian financial crisis at the end of the 90s. The 90s were a very, very important decade for Asia, and then they led to the big problems of the Asian financial crisis. What led the Asian Development Bank to establish the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo? Japan had always been a strong supporter for development across the whole of Asia. Japan, with its own history of development, has an awareness of the importance of development. And beginning in the 1960s, Japan supported the development of the Asian Development Bank. The leaders in Tokyo had thought at first that it might be a good idea to have the headquarters of the Asian Development Bank in Tokyo, just as the World Bank has headquarters in Washington, and a key vote was held. And at the end of the day, after the vote, it was decided to establish the bank in Manila. And leaders in Tokyo thought it would be a good idea to establish an institute in Tokyo. And the idea was that the Asian Development Bank Institute would help provide knowledge for headquarters in Manila. And it was a way that Japan continued to provide good support for the bank in Manila. And so they established the ADB Institute. And the rest was history. We set up an office in the centre of Tokyo in the famous Kasuma Gaseki building. And the idea was that the institute would be a channel that would help Japan build links with colleagues in Asia. And it's worked well. I appreciate the decision that was taken. During your time as ADBI Dean from 2003 to 2007, what lessons did you and ADBI learn about how a think tank can effectively support the region's developing economies? 
Well, one lesson I learned is that development is a complicated process. It's got economic aspects to it, but it's much more than that. It's social, it's political. Development is more important, I think, than many people realise, because what we're talking about is a transformation. When I talked to my colleagues in Southeast Asia and other parts of Asia, what they are hoping for is a transformation of the region and of their countries. They want to have better health facilities, better education. They want their economies to grow. They want to have peace. They want to have good governance. They want to have good legal systems and so on. So development goes much beyond simply building a road or a power station or a port. It goes to build a society. And a second lesson was that it is very important for those of us who live in developed countries to have genuine partnerships with our colleagues in developing countries. We need to learn to listen very carefully. And this goes with think tanks as well. And we should be looking for ways to listen to each other and to work together to share ideas. Can you elaborate on that? There's a lot of talk about some developed countries, universities, institutions have what they call knowledge. Well, knowledge, of course, is important, but knowledge flows both ways. Knowledge flows from developed countries to developing countries and from developing countries back to developed countries. Now, this might sound as if it's a simple thing to do, but I don't think it is. It's hard to learn to listen. Those are two main lessons for me. The digital revolution was building in Asia in the middle 2000s. How did it impact ADBI while you were a dean? And what should the institute and other think tanks consider as digitalization accelerates amid the COVID-19 crisis and beyond? The digital revolution is one of the great transformations of the world. So we need to think very carefully about it. We need to think about how we use this technology, who benefits from the technology, and what exactly we should do with the technology. We need to ask people in the region what parts of the technology are useful to them. We should not assume that the technology that is useful to us is necessarily useful to users. Let me point to a different technology, electricity. Electricity. It's been in the world for well over 100 years, and we still have not shared it across Asia very well. If you go out to rural areas in many parts of Asia, they're very short of electricity. The risk is, the danger is that the same thing will happen to the digital revolution. How can we make the digital revolution effective for development? How can we use the digital revolution to be relevant for development? Now, I think we need to discuss that much more than we do. What changes in Asia and the Pacific should ADBI and the think tank community in the region look out for over the next 25 years? There are perhaps two key aspects. First of all, we need to have peace and stability. Disruptions to peace and stability do terrible damage to development. And from that point of view, the work of the Asian Development Bank of regional cooperation is very important. The ADB and the members of the ADB have always given a great deal of emphasis to regional cooperation. If there's good regional cooperation, there's a good chance that we will have peace and stability. Some people say that with regional Regional institutions, there's just too much talking. Let me say, I welcome the talking. I want people to talk because if people are talking to each other, they're less likely to fight. They're going to share ideas and they're going to discuss development. And the second aspect? 
The second point is just as important. This is a very key idea. Looking ahead over 10 years, the whole of developing Asia needs to build up physical and human capital, more roads, more power stations, more houses, more schools, more hospitals, and also, of course, human capital, people. We have billions of people, children across the country who need books and need education to learn about reading and languages and the world and mathematics and science. The simple process of building physical and human capital will be a major challenge for at least the next 10 years. To wrap up, how do you think ADBI and think tanks in the region can stay relevant and effective during that time? The first and the most important thing is to remain Asia-focused. We should be careful, rely too much on thinking from America or Europe. We should think a lot about the challenges here in Asia. Now, and as I said earlier, I think there are several key aspects that we need to think about. One is the importance of peace and security in our region. The second is regional development, that is working together across the region. And the third is capital accumulation, building Asia. We are entering a period of of building Asia. And to do this, the ADB Institute should develop genuine partnerships with its colleagues across partner institutes across the region. We need to reach out and work together, working to support development of Asia. I think those are the challenges and they should keep us busy now. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.